0: This week's episode is brought to you by Campaign Refinery, an amazing new email marketing automation tool. Look, in the world of digital marketing, there's a lot to keep track of. We all know this. As much as we're in love with social media and the power of social conversation here at Social Inc. and on the All About Digital Marketing podcast, we are well aware at just how powerful email marketing can be. Email marketing is not dead. In fact, it's never been more important to help you leverage your presence everywhere else into the one channel that you'll own, regardless of what changes Facebook, Twitter, or any other platform makes in the future. I've known the founder, Travis Ketchum, for years, and he's been a past guest on the podcast, episode 15, if you want to listen to it. I've personally used his other products before, and they've been fantastic. The amount of thought that he's put into each and every one of what he's created, has been incredible I'd highly encourage you to try their free 14-day trial at campaignrefinery.com to see what world-class email marketing automation can do for you and your business massive thank you to Travis and campaign refinery for their support of the all about digital marketing show welcome to the all about digital marketing podcast the show all about Digital digital marketing digital marketing digital marketing digital marketing brought to you by SocialLink, a digital marketing agency specializing in social media and content marketing for brave brands and forward-thinking smes i'm your host chris bruno and as always we're here to bring you the most actionable tips tricks tools and insights to help you achieve more when it comes to your digital marketing subscribe to the show and be sure to share with a friend if you found something useful or interesting You can find all the show notes and more information on www.allaboutdigitalmarketing.co.uk. Hi everybody, I'm Chris, I'm the CEO of Social Inc. and also the host of the All About Digital Marketing podcast. Hopefully by now you already know that, but if this is the first time, welcome to the podcast and be sure to subscribe to get Many, many more episodes, hopefully, whilst we continue this journey of ours. Today, I was sat down and I was taking a little bit of time to think about what does the future of digital marketing look like? And it made me realize that actually maybe there's a few things along that path that are already here that a lot of people aren't necessarily taking advantage of. And it got me thinking to the conversations that I've had recently with other guests, as well as things that I'm working on internally and for clients as well. A couple of things that I wanted to bring up, things like, for example, chatbots, virtual uh, assistant kind of response systems that exist that you can implement into your business to help you with the day to day, let's say, of people reaching out to you on your Facebook page or even on your website and finding ways to automate this. Now this isn't the future by any means and for a lot of marketers this has been around for a long time. We built I think the first one for a client back in 2017 and uh, that's still going today and it still deals with 95% of all inquiries requests that come through for that client on their social channels. But for a lot of people actually maybe it's something that's not being used or maybe it's something that they've always thought is more complicated than it needs to be. So Again, looking at the future of digital marketing, I think it's really important to actually look at the futuristic parts that you can find right now and that you can actually implement to try and help yourself and to help save you time and to help free you up to do the thing that you're really good at, which is the actual service or building a product. The reason why you started your business at the end of the day. So one of the things was that was virtual assistant kind of um Chatbot response systems, and I think that's a really important one for people to look at. You can look at systems like Flowxo, or I believe Mobile Monkey by Larry Kim as well. There's a load of them out out there and online, and you'll find that there's a ton of different ways you can use it. It can be as simple as directing people that are looking for something specific in a particular direction, or just trying to gauge what it is that people are trying to, to figure out on your website. Again, you'll have an idea of this based on other interactions you've had with people already. And you can start this off as the most simplistic form uh, of of a contact form, you know, just helping point people in the right direction. And then as it gets used, you can start to use that for more purposes, more different reasons, more different ways. And I think that'll be a really good way to start implementing things that, still to me feel a little bit futuristic and we all know they're a little bit annoying and they don't always work perfectly but it can be a fantastic time saver for you. One of the other things that I started looking at as well was what does the future of social media look like and this became a really interesting thought process or in the back of my mind and it was bothering me and bugging me and I thought about this a lot because of the fact that All the channels now have added new streams or new media formats within them. And this kind of starting to bug me because it's getting to the point now where we do this for a lot of clients. We do this on a lot of channels and we're realizing that suddenly, actually, we can't make one piece of content or we can't make two, three pieces of the same content. We're now looking at having to make various different pieces of the same content and it becomes very time consuming. Now, as an agency, things become more time consuming, they become more expensive for our clients. But that doesn't necessarily mean that because they're more time consuming and more expensive for our clients that they actually bring in more results. So for a lot of people, I can imagine, especially in the small business world, I can imagine that we're going to start to see a reduction in the terms of output on social media. And what I mean by that is, Look at Instagram. Instagram is a fantastic platform, but you can now post to your feed. You can now post to stories. You can now be on IGTV for longer format videos. You can now do reels and it's never ending. What's going to come next? Twitter has added fleets, which I think is a thing now. Um, And again, very similar to the stories idea. And even LinkedIn jumped in on the bandwagon and they added LinkedIn stories. I'm really upset and annoyed about that one. I don't think there was any need for it. But again, all these platforms are trying to develop and all these platforms are pretty much developing in the same kind of ways. And what it means is that we're getting more and more platforms and the other platforms that already existed are becoming more and more content hungry and more and more looking for engagement and from users to actually stay on the platform for longer. That what it actually means for us as small business owners is you now need to create a ton of content and it's just impossible after a while. So I think that that's going to have an impact. At some point, people are going to have to say, you know, I need to focus on one, two, whichever the best channels are for you and your audience and start figuring out what works on there for you as well as for your customer. That brings me to the future of social media, obviously being a very particular topic and actually something that I'd love to hear your opinion on as well. All these new channels right? We've got TikTok and people are telling me on a daily basis that, you know, you should really be spending time on TikTok. And I do try to, I don't particularly enjoy consuming content on TikTok. I've tried it. And in fact, I spent two weeks in the summer uh, last year, actually just trying to use it on a daily basis to see what I thought, to post every day and to see what I kind of felt about it. And I didn't particularly enjoy it. For me personally, I didn't particularly enjoy it. That's just the way I am. But I can understand the attraction and I can understand what happens when a huge amount of attention, a huge amount of eyeballs go onto a new platform. And that brings us now to Clubhouse. Some of you may not have heard about this yet, but Clubhouse is a new social media platform which is audio only. So it's not about eyeballs now, it's about earholes. People are trying to capture the earholes holes of as many people as possible. And as far as I'm aware, I recently in an article that was published, I think a couple of days ago, it looks like they're putting Clubhouse's valuation at like a billion dollars. So we've got a new brand new billion dollar social media network. But what's this actually doing? It's adding yet another channel for us all to use. Right now, there's a lot of hype, it's a lot of fun, everyone's using it, they're jumping on it because it's different. And I can remind you all that we all jumped on a lot of house party calls and chats, remember that, uh, in the first lockdown, and it's normal that we get into these kind of manic phases. And I can also remember we all talked about Snapchat being the next big thing and it's going to be the biggest and the best and, and whatever else. But if you look at some of the existing channels that are still around, Facebook obviously being a behemoth and having issues with Apple in terms of privacy and tracking, but actually, some of the behemoths like Twitter aren't actually that big. Twitter, I think, boasts, I think I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's about 350 million daily active users, I think, which is nothing in comparison to well over a billion for Facebook. Instagram, I think, is at about a billion monthly users now. But actually what it made me realize is that Twitter has got a solid base. Twitter works. People stay on Twitter. People like Twitter or people don't like Twitter. That's fine. But the people who are on there and that engage and that put in effort are there for a reason. It's got a good community feel. It's not perfect by any means, but it's still around. And what I think is becoming interesting is... There's becoming these definitions that are made of Facebook's for old people, TikTok's where it's at. And I remember all of these conversations happening about Snapchat and all the rest of it. We've heard it all time and time again. But the reality is that at some point we're going to crack. Small businesses cannot have, you know, 15 people media teams to be able to create content for all of these different Platforms And in all of those different formats for each of these platforms, it's just impossible. And, you know, we work in this space and we do this on a daily basis. We cannot do it. We're getting to the point now where we're going to have to take decisions about either turning off certain platforms for our brands or whether or not we actually just decide this isn't where we're going to focus our time. And this is something that I think everyone's going to have to start to do. It's going to become impossible to be all things to all men on all places. It's just not going to work. So I think that's something for us all to look forward to and to notice how much it changes. I don't believe for now that TikTok is making lots and lots of money for brands. I think it's probably doing a lot for brand awareness within certain demographics and within certain trends, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work for most B2B small businesses, and especially for startups where to get there and to get traction, you've got to invest a lot of time and a lot of effort as well. So what does the future of marketing look like in terms of content? Well, we all know that blog content for SEO purposes being found on search engines, all of that is really important. But all of these systems are getting more and more intelligent. If you're interested in that kind of stuff, I really recommend reading into it. Go down the rabbit hole for a few hours and you'll be amazed. Google doesn't just want to find the best article that's got the most references and that's been linked to the most or anything like that. And it's definitely not trying to just work on keywords, but it's trying to really understand human beings in the sense of, How do we react and how do we interact with this content? How are we searching for it? What do we end up doing once we find it? All of these things that allow us to actually, well, allows them, sorry, to actually realize whether the human interaction and the human element of it is being met. Is that becoming the best piece of content, the most valuable piece of content for people? And that's really interesting because that means things are going to start to change and they're going to start to change quite quickly, I think. So for all of us out there, creating the best value in our content is going to be really important. That piece of content that really helps people to achieve something or that helps them to understand a topic, that gives your opinion, that talks about the subject clearly, that explains it properly. All of those things are going to matter more than how many keywords you stuff into a piece of content. Lastly, what I would say is websites are your number one piece of kit that you own. Owning your website, what I mean by that is that a Facebook page, a Twitter account, everything else is subject to Twitter's terms and conditions. They can change at any moment. You can be reported by somebody else for posting something bad or whatever it might be. All of these things mean that you're at risk. The risk is very small for 99.9% of us, but it is still there. Whereas your website is real estate online that you own and that you can control completely. No one can tell you what to post, what not to post. No one should be able to just take it down for you. So you are in control of that. And the second part of that is an email list. I still see people saying emails, dead, emails, dead, emails, dead. I think for certain industries and for a lot of industries, email is more powerful than ever. And we've seen over recent years, companies build entire businesses off the back of a simple idea, a newsletter, which makes me think that our email may not be as dead as we think it is. Everyone loves the idea of instant messaging. I talked about it myself at the beginning of this episode, chatbots that can respond to people automatically and that can take people to what they're looking for. All of those things are still valid. But what we have to bear in mind is that where people actually spend time, where they consume content, that's what's really important. If somebody signs up to your newsletter because they genuinely care and they want to understand something, the chances are they will take the time to read that. I'm signed up to only a few newsletters I don't sign up to a lot of them, but I do sign up to a few and these are fantastic. And I read those almost religiously unless I'm super busy and I just not going to have time, in which case it will sit in my inbox for a couple of days and then eventually get deleted because I know I won't get to it before the next weekly one comes out. But I will read those because I enjoy them because they give me exactly what it is that I'm looking for. A couple of examples of those. This Week in Startups, which was started by Jason Calacanis, an investor, and angel investor in the US. I've seen him speak live several times. I've been to a couple of conferences that he's organized. I love the content and the format. It's tiny, short bullet point stories or bullet point summaries of the biggest stories in tech and in startup world at the moment. That to me is really useful. I love to keep my eye on things and understand what's going on. So I sign up to that. Another one, for example, is the Daily Stoic. They have a podcast, they have an email newsletter. I get that newsletter. It's once a, once a day, I think it comes out, the Daily Stoic. Yes, clue's in the title, Chris. And then basically I use that as just a 10-minute getaway from the real world for just that little bit of escapism. And I enjoy the content. I like Stoicism. I like the ideas and concepts of it. So I'm very much for that. But again, if I'm doing this, I'll guarantee you I'm not alone. It's not about shipping out offers. It's not about trying to sell, sell, sell. It's about finding ways to interact with a real audience and talking to them in a real way about something that actually makes sense or something that hopefully gives them value. In terms of what I think the future of digital marketing is going to look like, I'll be honest with you right now. I don't know. It feels very touch and go. We know already that tracking cookies, stuff like that is all on its way out That within the next couple of years, we shouldn't be able to retarget and to chase people around the internet because they came on our website and then we're refeeding them on Facebook with other adverts. But that being said, where there's a will, there's a way. And I know that people are working on this exact problem to find new ways of making sure that they can interact with people like this. So I think there's going to be lots of changes, but like always, it's constant. It's a slow and steady evolution of all of these platforms of all of these things. And what I really want to understand from you guys is what are the things that you're the most worried about in terms of your digital marketing for the next year, two years, or more importantly, what do you think of social media and what might change as it comes up? I'd love to hear from all of you. Please find us on social media. It's at allaboutdigmar, D-I-G-M-A-R at the end. Come and find us. Let us know what you think. I'm going to post up a tweet, hopefully around the same time this episode goes live. And let me know. I will get involved in every single one of you that messages because I'd love to understand more. And I'd like to make sure that we bring together a few people to have a solid conversation about what the future of digital marketing might look like for small business owners. So without further ado, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Again, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do. But if you have subscribed, thank you so much. We really appreciate you. Uh, I've been loving the All About Digital Marketing podcast, and I will continue to make them as long as people continue to download them and listen to them. So please do let us know your thoughts. If there's anything that you'd like us to talk about or if you have any questions or anything like that, please let us know. I will address those personally in a podcast episode, maybe even just for you if nobody else wants to hear about it. But I would do that. And also check out Social Inc on social media, on Facebook, Twitter and on YouTube. We have been going live every single day during this lockdown version 3.0, as we're calling it here in the UK. I think we've done 22 days of live so far. I'll be going live again day 23 uh, later today. But all of these things are just ways for you to be able to interact, ask questions and get help on any of the issues that you might be having. So make sure you check it out. Thank you again, and we'll see you soon. The All About Digital Marketing podcast is brought to you by Social Inc., a distributed digital marketing agency specialised in delivering results through online campaigns. Whether it's content marketing, social media marketing, online advertising or web design, we've got you covered, from strategy through to delivery. If you're struggling with your digital marketing, get in touch today by simply visiting www.socialinc.co.